0: He played Karo his rating.
1: Thanks to everyone who supports the podcast their shares and reviews in Apple Love. If you want to get more involved in all we do at US Chess to empower girls and women through chess, please consider a tax-deductible donation of any size to our US Chess Women program and reach out to me with any questions. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ladies Night. I'm Jennifer Shahadi, and I'm here with a very special guest. She is a force of nature and a friend, Kalanithi Kanapathy Bagley. She is the founder of Discovery Chess Academy, a nonprofit organization based in Akron, Ohio. She's a cherished member of our U.S. Women's Committee, and she organizes the Ohio Chess Girls Championship. She's also a vocal proponent for bringing chess to underrepresented communities. Including her recent project to take the game into the Indian River Juvenile Center, Kala, thank you so
0: much for joining
1: me on Ladies' Night.
0: Thanks, Jen. I'm so excited to be here.
1: So you grew up in Malaysia, and that's where you learned chess, right? Can you tell me your like earliest memory of chess and learning it?
0: So I was nine years old, and chess was part of our school programs. And um, how you know, girls in Malaysia girls are uh, in girls team and we uh, challenge other girls school and then you know we do not have co-ed tournaments like how it is over here back then so I started playing chess for my school team in Malaysia uh, for Conven Clang and you know played continuously until I was in high school so that's my big uh, tournament experience and that's how I got into chess.
1: And how do you compare um, the chess scene in Malaysia for girls to the United States? You already told me that um, girls were playing in separate tournaments all the time in Malaysia. As a child, what were your thoughts on that? Did you yearn to play in the open sections or did you kind of like the uh, separate?
0: So back then, you know, they did not have in Malaysia, chess was not as popular as it is in the U.S., Um, It was used as a school sports. It is like, you know, part of the inter-school championships and stuff. And I went to an all-girls school. So it was tournaments against other all-girls school. And then you represented your district and then you represented your state and then you represented national. But all of it has always been against girls school. They did have one or two co-ed, but I never got to participate in it. But looking at it now, I wish that we had that opportunity back in Malaysia to play in co-ed tournaments because it would have made our game better. It would have created more challenge, and uh, you know the girls' voice could have been heard more. But back then, it was just a norm. Guys had their own championships; girls had their own championships.
1: I mentioned in the intro that you're a member of our women's committee, and one of the things that you are. Uh, Frequently a very friendly face at is our girls clubs, which are, um, for anybody who um, hasn't heard of them, they are these spaces, um, Skittles room slash special event space. For girls and, you know, their, their friends, their coaches, their, their families at our national events. So it's really a way for girls to make friends with girls from other teams and a fun way to give them some extra, some extra help as well. Grandmaster lectures and, uh, and analysis. So Kala, give me, uh, some of your favorite memories from these events that you have, um, helped us out at, uh, with a lot of fantastic energy.
0: So what I love mostly about the girls' room is it makes every girl who walks into that room feel special because they feel like they are represented. They have someone else who's cheering on for them, Um, you know, because when we walk into this tournament halls, we know that the girls are the minority members over there, but having the girls' room and seeing us and seeing the girls walk in and just cheer up or have this um energetic look that hey I'm here with everybody who understands me that makes this those moments are very special to me. Another thing is of course when we have you, you know, when the girls are doing analysis with you, when they're doing the uh, uh, what do you call simul with you and um when Carolina, Sabina, you know, all this top chess players, women chess players in the country, when they are there in the room, the girls are able to um, see what, They are looking at achieving, you know, another person who represents them to show them where they can get to those events in the room makes it very special. And of course, seeing all these new faces, people that I've seen before and meeting them again in the tournaments, those are all my special memories and special moments being at the girls' room. And of course, being with the chess women family, the U.S. uh, women's uh, group is one of the best group to hang out with and work with because everyone is so dedicated with the same message, which is to bring good things towards women's chess.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's right. And you always have such a great positive attitude. And you're right. It is uh, certainly a, a blast to hang out with all the women. Uh, the recent one in National Harbor, Maryland was one of my personal favorites because uh, I got to experience the event from so many sides as a mentor to the girls, um, had a blast in the girls' club room. It was literally booming. Um, The events just were so popular. But also, it was my son's first chess tournament. Now, you are also a chess mom. So how has that changed your perspective on how you see the game and what you think kids really need from it?
0: So when I came to U.S., Um, You know, chess was not in my mind at all. I came here to do, I came here to study uh, broadcast journalism. So it's two different uh, fields. But then I became a mom and uh, my daughter started going to school at uh, Montessori and we introduced chess to her. And I just picked up this, oh, okay, you know, while I'm teaching her, why don't I teach all the other younger children how to play chess? One thing that happened to me was teaching beginners chess or teaching my daughter how to play, my competitiveness went lower. (laughs) I don't know if this happened to you, but teaching them and trying to be in their level, you know, um, I became less competitive to give them the energy to, you know, want to do. Because, you know, if you keep beating them, they're going to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to play this game anymore. So I had to come down in my competitive to show them how to gain their confidence level. And uh, that's how teaching started happening. And then we started going for tournaments. And, you know, being a chess mom definitely um it teaches you to be calm to be able to tell your daughter or son it's okay um you know it's just you know take the game learn from it don't worry about it you know every time being a positive voice to them so that they will continue and not you know feel bad about losing or get overconfident from winning. We have to make sure that we are there to buffer it and make sure that they feel good about it. And of course I go as a coach. So I take about 15, 20 girls with me also at all times. So I have to be a good mentor to all of them. So that's how, you know, being a chess mom, chess coach is a very fulfilling position to be in at all times, seeing the girls all my students, you know, doing well and encouraging them to move further with the game of chess.
1: It's really interesting what you say about having to show them that winning um, should not make you overconfident and losing should not be devastating. How, how do you grapple with that? Like, obviously, you want your students and your kids to win. Yes, But then you also don't want to overestimate winning. So it's a really tricky balance. And uh, have you learned anything about how to strike that balance, encouraging them to be the best players that they can be without overemphasizing the result?
0: So I usually, how I introduce that is I always tell the children or the students when they're going for a tournament, I say that you can be the best player in the tournament. You may not be the best player, but chess tournament is like running a marathon, you have to be able to balance that same stamina throughout all the rounds, all the games. If you put in all of you, whatever you have, and you win your first round, you are going to be exhausted, and you are going to be. You're going to feel, that, you know, that overconfidence will also come in, and then what happens is that that will impact the next round. What you should do is you have to keep your emotions. You have to keep Um, Your mental strength, you have to take your endurance, everything has to be balanced out, depending on how many rounds the tournament is, and always wait until the end to, you know, show what your emotions are at the end of the tournament. So, you know, Either way, win or lose, we always celebrate the victory. We always say good game. We always say that we did our best. So no one actually loses. You always come out a winner or you learn from whatever happened in that round. So that's what I teach them. I teach them it's like running a marathon. Keep your endurance level the same so that you're not overcompensating in any of each round that it may affect the next results.
1: One of the things I uh, I uh noticed from our girls clubs, especially the online editions that we've been having for years now, started in a pandemic and, and still going strong, is that one of the most common questions that the girls have when we have our special guests come through, you mentioned Sa- Sabina, Carolina. We also had Pia Kramling recently come in. Maurice Ashley has come. We've had so many great guests. But very often they ask, how do you deal with nerves? How do you deal with... uh feeling um, nervous before the game or during the game? It's really like, I'd say our top question.
0: So one of the things that I advise the children is to always go, you know, have like a little meditative, sit back, just calm your mind. um, You know, think about good stuff that gives you positive uh, energy And, you know, it's just looking inside yourself and then bringing out the best. It's like a meditative exercise and then going and giving your best shot in a game. It usually relaxes you a lot. Um, It gives them time to, um, you know, breathing exercises. Girls always take it very seriously. You know, they always have that um, stress of, having to perform. So um, I've seen it with my own girls. So I always tell my girls that know that at the end of the day, everything is going to be okay. You just perform at your best. The top, the competition is only against you. Don't worry. You do better every time. It's it's what for your personal strength. Don't worry about what happens at the end of the game. You give it your best shot.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Like having positive vibes mm-hmm. is really important, and it might be slightly individual, like how you people get to that positive play space before yes. a game. But if you can figure out how to get there by a motive, by like you say, meditation, or mm-hmm. I know that some people like some hyped musics and can sometimes help them get there. Yeah, you want to be in the positive mind frame, right? So uh, you mentioned on your website and in 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 person, you talk a lot about the life lessons that chess can give. Yes. Um, what are your, your top life lesson that you feel anyone, children, grown-ups, can get from chess?
0: So number one, what I always think of when it comes to chess, chess teaches you problem solving. Ch- chess teaches you time management skills. Our life is already very stressful. We wake up in the morning and we have 50 million things going on. But playing chess teaches you to see things in so many different angles. Chess is like, you know, you are the puppet master behind the chess man. You have to tell them what to do. They all move in different directions. So you are using your brains in so many different directions, trying to figure out how they fit in in each place in those 64 squares. So it's it's a math lesson too. And it teaches you patience. It teaches you to sit back. Think before you impulsively do something that you would regret. So in chess, you learn all that. You you learn not to be impulsive. You learn how to sit back, think before you put a piece out, out there. So in life, it's a very important lesson. When you do anything uh, impulsively 90% of the time, you regret it. So these are all the lessons that you can actually take from just a game of chess and knowing that how you are responsible for those 16 pieces on the board it makes you a responsible person too because at the end of the day you're responsible for your kingdom.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, that's one of the things that a lot of people like about chess that they have control. That feeling of control is also important because you realize that there are moments in life where you have great influence and power and control and uh with that, of course, as the saying goes, comes great responsibility. Yes. Now, uh, you have recently expanded um, in your nonprofit programming to working um, at the Indian River Juvenile Center. And as I understand, our executive director, Carol Meyer, also attended one of those workshops with you. Can you tell us more about that program?
0: So the, that program, um, the chaplain approached me um, because... She she saw an article on Cook County about how they brought the chess program into the uh, the jail systems and how it was actually helping out. And uh, she called me up and um, asked me if I could help. And you know through my own research and stuff, I've also seen that it actually helps a lot with adolescents, you know, development learning chess. So we partnered and we came up with a program. And the idea behind the program is using chess as life's lesson where we want to make sure it's successful that we don't want the kids to come back into the system. We want them to take that lesson, apply it in their life, and use it for betterment of their life. When they leave the system, it should be something that will give them confidence, and again, the time management, problem solving skills, teach them that, you know, you have, you can have control over your actions and then make them better and become a better person in their community, in our community.
1: That's great. That's fantastic. I mean, I think every every jail, every prison um, should have chess sets, like, yes. and a lot of them because it's yes. such... So much entertainment and educational value.
0: We use a common room, the community room, or their game room, and mm-hmm. that's where we teach. However, the kids do have access to, like, um, I think iPads or some uh-huh. some uh, books. And what uh, some of the jail supervisors or you know uh, the teachers uh, in the jail what they have told us is that ever since we brought chess in most of the kids who are in the program in the evenings, they ask to practice chess. It's like something that they look forward to. They always ask, when's the next chess program? When are we going to see the the chess teachers? Because they find it to be uh, fulfilling. A lot of them say that, you know, when we, if we don't show up, they're like, you know, we really missed you last week. In fact, some of the kids are still asking, when is Miss Carol coming back? Because Ms. Caramayo is also showing them moves and teaching them. And um, they look forward to this, uh, to the chess program. And apparently they read up on chess uh, stuff. So I've provided some magazines, articles. And uh, uh, what I do is I also print out uh, worksheets that they can sit in their cells and they can do that, even though they don't have the pieces.
1: Oh, that's but great. Yes, they're
0: not allowed to have chess pieces in the cells. Why is that? Uh, I'm guessing because it can be used. They don't like anything, any gadgets or any kind of toys or any, any objects, you know, within the reach of the children when they are back in the south. But they do get to use, when we are there, you know, in the common room, they are allowed to use the chess pieces. But I do know that they play chess on their iPads. So that's good. They've all picked up the game. They, you know, taught them time management, time pressure, Uh, it was very nice trying to introduce to them what time pressure can, can do to a person like, you know, when the time was clicking down how you react, how stress takes control of your body. And that was a good lesson for me to teach them how to let go of the stress so that you, you can make good decisions, how to handle those kind of moments, because this is what sometimes happens in your life. And, you make the wrong move, you make the wrong decisions, and that is the repercussion is, you know, why you are here. So let's try to not allow this kind of stress to di- distract you. Let's see what we can do better when you're under time pressure or, you know, any kind of pressure.
1: I mean, that's a really beautiful metaphor.
0: Yeah, so chess, you know, while we are teaching chess, there's the questions that some of the students ask me at that time is so, so... Um, Deep that I am able to emphasize, or even turn it into how it affects your everyday life, and give them different scenarios or options or different ways of thinking of a certain problem. So, uh, one of uh, one other way of teaching is, um, you know, these kids are all separated in different cells; they don't even see each other now when they come into the community room where we do chess, they're all together. And what I do is I pair them up or I make them play in a team and I teach them how to work together. So, you know, we we move and then one other person from their side moves and then we move again. And they all can help the other friend if he needs help or she needs help. They have to ask for help but they have to also be very polite and they have to know how to be a good sport. So, so many different things that we are able to teach just because chess is introduced to the children over there, learning how to be team members, learning how to be uh, respectful with each other, learning how to appreciate each other. These are all the qualities that we are teaching because it makes them, you know, confident about going back out and knowing that they can fit in and show what they can do outside as well.
1: I love it. It's so beautiful. I hope more people copy that idea. I think that's, that's, that's the thing. More programs at different jails and juvenile detention centers really need to get the the chess sets in there because in terms of like the amount of density there is in like a chess set and a chess book, yes. there's just so much entertainment value and so much educational value in such a small space.
0: And it's so funny that that sixty-four squares can actually teach another person life's lesson. Is what makes it so meaningful. And while doing that, they're enjoying. They're learning a new skill. They all want to compete. They want to have a US Chess, you know, membership. Play online. It does so many different things. And chess is also like a um, sedative. You know the children when they play at night. It, they they have told me that they can actually sleep very well. Also, so many different things they have seen as a uh, positive situation for chess in the center. So I like that. I I I think that we should uh, you know introduce this to more places. I just need uh, more. Support, I think, like one of me in so many different places might be a little bit difficult. So my daughter and my husband they come and they help out too. And then you know we are just hoping that we're going to move on to the girls detention center and then some other detention detention center and see what we can do.
1: It's beautiful work. It's beautiful work, and we can all learn so much from like the concept of time pressure. I mean one one thing that a lot of people who get into time pressure and chess do is they play. too concretely, right? Yes. So the big, big thing about getting in time pressure is most players, not all, obviously, will will start to trade pieces instead of just kind of chill. Because yes. if you can make it to the next stage or accumulate a little time, oftentimes that's the best strategy. So that's like an interesting kind of metaphor for what you're trying to teach the uh, the children that if they can just kind of like wait it out to a time when they can maybe get some more advice and think on it, you can perhaps make a different decision.
0: Correct. The decision-making, you know, half of them, I mean, it's the bad decision that they made because of pressure that that's why they're there. And if they can make better decisions and if playing chess can teach them problem solving and, and making good decisions, I think that's a life lesson already. When they walk out from there, they have it with them.
1: Yes. Beautifully said. How can we support and learn more about your work? I know that, uh, you have discoverychess.org. What are some other ways for people to get involved?
0: They can call me, they can email me. And um, I also am trying to put, you know, unfortunately, we, we can't put a lot of pictures and videos from there. But I can, you know, I'm hoping to uh, do write-ups on it and uh, maybe share it with everybody on LinkedIn or even my Facebook page
1: it's great that you're going to a girls center as well, of course.
0: Yes. Obviously
1: being that like we're part of the women's committee. It's just, it's really important to see um, girls from everywhere get a chance to learn from this game. Right.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, that is um, I, if I can help students or children and make a difference, I think it's all worth it. And you know i I really hope more girls, especially even in the uh, if I can get into the detention center for all girls, I think that might uh, make a big difference for our women's confidence level maybe more more women will play chess after that. who knows?
1: I think so I know I think that's yeah. a great idea mm-hmm. you know, the thing about chess also is just that it's it's so important to people who feel like maybe they took a wrong turn in their life at some point because uh, chess it gives you confidence in your intelligence. Yes. So you know you can uh, can steer it in the right direction. Yeah, That's my favorite thing about chess really for children, for all children, is just that some children don't feel like they're smart because maybe they're slow at math or they're slow mm-hmm. at reading or one of their friends or one of their siblings is sharper than them. And mm-hmm. chess is this thing where maybe you're not good at those other things, but you're good at chess, right? So it's just like another opportunity for kids to feel smart. I just want kids and of course, people who are in need to uh, have that opportunity. And it's like, it's beautiful that you're trying to give more children that opportunity.
0: Yeah. And you know, I always tell the kids, you know, when you play chess, the biggest anatomy in your body that you use is your brain. And if you notice the brain in the Male and the female is the same. There's no difference. There's no difference. There's nothing that a male can do better that a female can't or vice versa. Chess definitely takes away that gender differences because it's a game that uses your, your knowledge and your brain and anybody can do it. Small, old, young, different race. It's a lang- There's no language barrier in chess. You, can, you may not speak the same language, but in chess, that's not going to be a problem. It unites people around the world. That's what makes it so special.
1: Beautifully said.
0: Yeah, chess unites everyone is what I said. There is no uh, barriers in any any way or form.
1: That's a, a really beautiful place to end this uh, interview. Um, well, if you haven't met Kala before, after this interview, you'll see why she's so popular. Her positive energy is infectious. Pay it forward, bring it into your community. And um, follow more on Kala and everything she does at discoverychess.org. The link will, of course, be in the show notes. It is Kala Kanapathy Bagley. So great to have you on Ladies Night. It's a real pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on this show.
1: If you like what we're doing at U.S. Chess to encourage women and girls to explore STEM fields, accentuate competence, and approach an even ratio with a focus on intersectionality, your donation to our U.S. Chess Women programs is always appreciated and tax-deductible. The U.S. Chess suite of podcasts, including Ladies Night, are produced and edited by Jason Andre at Seven Season Films, Photography, and Media. Please visit 7seasonfilms.com to find out how to start your own podcast. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to all U.S. Chess Podcasts from One Move at a Time, Cover Stories, and The Chess Underground. Till next time, may every night be Ladies Night. Now according to Sockfish
0: I got it all wrong Have to slide.
1: My dear couple Blanko you tell me whether.